0: Good morning, Colorado. You're listening to the Daily Sun Up. The Daily Sun Up podcast is a conversation with the Colorado Sun. See our trust indicators at coloradosun.com/ethics. It's Wednesday, February 7th. Today, Colorado Sun political reporters Jesse Paul and Brian Eason discuss Brian's recent reporting on state rental assistance money that could have prevented as many as 1500 evictions, but that went unspent. Before we begin, did you know the Colorado Sun has a mobile app so you can read the news from anywhere? Whether you're on the couch, taking the bus to work, or in the car on the way to the mountains, visit coloradosun.com app to download today. Now let's go back in time with some Colorado history. On this day in 1937, Berthoud Pass became a pioneering commercial ski area with the launch of an 878-foot rope tow powered by a Ford V8 engine. Funded by Denver's May Company, this innovation offered skiers easier access to the slopes. The pass, previously daunting during winter, became accessible thanks to US Highway 40 and the Moffat Tunnel, encouraging skiing's growth into one of Colorado's most important industries. The area gained fame after hosting a national slalom competition and receiving high praise from Otto Schneebs, a US Olympic ski team instructor. Although the ski operations ceased in 2001, Berthoud Pass's influence endures in Colorado's winter sports culture. Before we continue, the Colorado Sun has virtual and in-person events all year long. Join conversations on politics, healthcare, the environment, transportation, education, and much more. Sign up for the free events monthly email so you can be the first in line for registration. Visit coloradosun.com events today. next hour feature story.
1: Hey, Daily Sunup listeners, it's Jesse Paul, political editor and reporter here at the Colorado Sun, and I'm in the basement of the Colorado Capitol with Brian Eason for another episode. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. So it was Brian Eason Day here at the Colorado Capitol. We're recording this on Tuesday, and I say that because some reporting that you did recently made a big splash and was kind of the focus of uh, a bunch of debate on the Senate floor. And why don't we just start with what you dug up. This has to do with rental assistance money that the legislature set aside in the past. Give us a broad overview of, of what you learned.
2: Yeah, so this this really all dates back to, to March of 2023. So at the time, uh, state was running out of, of federal funding for uh, rental assistance um, and lawmakers approved $8 million to kind of help keep that program going and, and help prevent uh, evictions. Well, over the last few months, the Polis administration went back to lawmakers and said, "Uh, we don't think we can actually spend that $8 million before the end of the year, like we're supposed to. Um, So they wanted to take the money and spend it on something else. Uh, They wanted to use it to help deal with the, the migrant crisis. So that raised a lot of eyebrows because in 2023, Colorado actually had a record number of evictions. There were 53,000 filings, um, and that doesn't even include uh, a lot of cases where uh, renters effectively self evict, right? Like they know they're falling behind on rent, they don't want to have to go to court, and so they just move out on their own. So we have this at a time of record demand, we have more need than we've ever had uh, in terms of, of renters potentially facing eviction and the Polis Administration said that it couldn't spend this $8 million. So that would do a lot of confusion, right? Uh, It doesn't really make sense that in this time of high demand, the state didn't need this $8 million. Now, the Polis Administration said, well, you know, we got some federal money in the meantime that that helped us sustain the program, but even that amount of money would not have been enough. The, The need still was way higher than the amount of money that they had from the federal government. And so, The other issue that we found was that the state was effectively telling renters not to apply for the money. Um, There was a notice posted on the website up until uh, as recently as last month that basically said, any new applications after November 2022 wouldn't be processed. So renters haven't been able to apply for this money. apartment says that, well, what they were trying to do was restrict it just to folks who had already received a court summons, that had already received an eviction filing. So people could still apply, but only if they called into the hotline and were redirected to the application portal. If you sought out the application portal on your own, there was no opportunity to apply. The website was basically telling you, no go. Applications are closed. Um, So that all kind of has been building over the last few months with budget writers saying, telling the administration, why aren't you spending this money? And the administration coming back and saying, well, we don't need it. We'd rather spend it on something else.
1: Okay. So a lot to unpack here. We've got $8 million set aside, height of the pandemic, people are losing their homes because they're out of their jobs. Polis administration doesn't spend the money. And then we come to find out that the money couldn't even be sold out anyways, really, because the average citizen wouldn't know where to get it because they were blocked on the portal. And I think one of the interesting things from your story was that that $8 million could have saved about 1,500 families or people from eviction in Colorado, which is a large number. So that leads us to today. Obviously, there are some tensions now between the state lawmakers who approved that money and, you know, the governor's office, the governor's administration, what have they been saying about why this money w- wasn't spent?
2: When they closed the portal to begin with, right, the reason they did that was they were running out of money and they wanted to make sure that the limited dollars that they had was only going to people that were like at the end of their rope, right? They they're facing an eviction filing. They have just days to either pay up or get forced out of the home. Um, and so... What they did was they started working with nonprofits to kind of reach out to tenants in court to get them to apply for the funding to make sure that the money really was going to those who were at the in the most need, right? The problem with that approach has been kind of twofold, right? Number 1, there are a lot of people that that effectively self-evicted when they didn't know there was any assistance available for them. Number 2, the folks that are most likely to get connected with this program are the folks that live in places where you have a lot of active nonprofits that are helping people find out about the program and apply. Um, so if you live in Denver, you know maybe you go to court, there's a tenant advocate there for you who's going to say, hey, call this number, we'll get this all sorted out. Uh, If you live in a rural area or if you even live in other parts of the metro area that don't have as many uh, active nonprofits, you might miss out just because you don't know about it. Um, And if you Google it and go to the department's website, again, until the last few weeks, the department was telling you, no, there's no money available.
1: And I guess one of the interesting things here was when the legislature set aside that $8 million, they probably weren't saying to the Polis administration, hey, distribute this how you see fit. They just wanted it to go to anybody who was facing eviction. And obviously, you know, DOLA could do what they wanted to, the Department of Local Affairs, but I think that might be adding to some of the frustrations here. So that brings us to today. Now, you know, your reporting kind of unearthed this, made it more public. This has been kind of brewing behind the scenes for a little while, but a lot of outrage after you broke the news about this whole situation. What happened on the Senate floor this morning that kind of moved this into the extreme limelight, I guess is how I'll put it.
2: Yeah, so a number of lawmakers, starting with uh, Senator Julia Gonzalez, uh, got up at the podium today and basically said that this wasn't acceptable.
0: Just a few days ago, the Colorado Sun reported, headline reading, Colorado had money to stop an extra 1,500 evictions in 2023. The police administration told renters to not apply. How dare, how dare an agency then just not spend the money?
2: Not only are they mad that the $8 never got spent, um, they're worried about another rental assistance program that they set up during the November special session. Lawmakers in November had approved a program that would reach more people, potentially. Um, it, It wouldn't only help people that are facing an eviction filing. You can apply for it if you feel like you're at risk of an eviction and you have some sort of proof of that. And the rental assistance application portal for that hasn't been opened yet either. Um, And so, That has led a lot of lawmakers, including uh, Senator Julie Gonzalez, who sponsored that bill, to just be constantly asking the department, hey, when are you going to open this portal? When are you going to open this portal? Um, The answer right now is uh, hopefully by mid-February. Earlier, they were expecting to be open perhaps in January or December. Um, so we're already seeing delays in the new program. Uh, there's con- still an ongoing fight over what to do about the original $8 million. Earlier this week, the Joint Budget Committee uh, voted against a request from the governor's office that would have effectively cut that $8 million from the budget. Lawmakers haven't decided if they're gonna spend that, 8 they're, they're still gonna f- try to force the administration to spend that $8 million. Um, there's a lot of conversations going all- around right now of like, if we put this money back in the budget, will the administration actually spend it or will they do what they did the last time, which was not spend it and then ask for it to be redirected. Um, So it'll be interesting to see where things go from here. I've asked the department whether they would support spending uh, the full 38 million that's been approved and they haven't really given me a a clear answer. Um, I don't think lawmakers have gotten a clear answer to that either.
1: Right. So we're talking about the $8 million that was initially approved. I think you had reported that the Pulse administration wanted to send that to efforts to address the migrant crisis, the influx of migrants in Colorado, then the $30 million that was approved during the special session. So it's a lot of money that we're going to be keeping track of.
2: The other issue here is that all of it has to be spent by, by June 30th, which is when the, uh, uh,
1: when the state's uh, budget year ends. So uh, the clock is ticking. What would you spend $38 million on if you, if you had a few months? Thanks so much, Brian. I appreciate you talking to me today. Thanks a lot, Jesse. I'll, uh, I'll think a little bit more about that one.
0: Finally, here are a few stories that you should know about today. A 52-year-old Miami man died Thursday after a serious incident on an intermediate trail at Breckenridge Ski Resort. The resort said ski patrollers found the man on Peak 8 and brought him to a first aid room. After further evaluation and emergency care, he was pronounced dead. The Summit County coroner identified him as John Rubio. His cause of death is unknown pending toxicology results, which could take up to several weeks to be completed. A judge Tuesday postponed a criminal trial for former Mesa County clerk Tina Peters after the election denier again switched the team of attorneys defending her against charges related to a 2021 breach of the county's election system. The trial was scheduled to begin Friday, but District Court Judge Matthew Barrett scheduled it for July 29th through August 12th. A Mesa County grand jury indicted Peters in March 2022 on 10 counts, with a trial originally set for March 2023. A Colorado ski area beloved by locals for its challenging terrain, long season, and proximity to Denver is getting new owners. Arapahoe Basin announced it is selling to Altera Mountain Company. A Basin will join 17 resorts owned by Denver-based Altera, including Steamboat, Winter Park, Palisades Tahoe, Mammoth Mountain, and Big Bear. A Basin partnered with Altera in 2019 to join the Icon Pass, which offers ski days at its resorts in Colorado, California, and other states. For more information on all of these stories, visit our website, coloradosun.com. And don't forget to tune in again next time. Now a quick message from our team. Hi, I'm Tamara Chung, and I write about business and technology for the Colorado Sun. A large part of my beat is the Colorado economy and covering the ups and downs of losing a job, finding a job, running a business, all that fun stuff. You'll find coverage every Saturday in what's working, and it's free because we feel all Coloradans need to know this stuff in order to stay better informed. You know, that's how we roll here, by the way. And that's why we'd appreciate your support to help keep the Colorado Sun sustainable. If you'd like to become a member, you can just go to coloradosun.com slash join today. Thanks.